My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most, because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with your... Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? What if someone showed you that everything you knew about where we are was a lie? Could you accept this or would you deny them as a heretic? What once was blasphemy is now accepted fact. And what was once accepted fact is now the most subjugated topic in an already subjugated field. Could the earth indeed be flat? And would the western world's oldest book hold secrets that expose the true shape of the earth itself? Here to discuss these biblical truths hiding in plain sight is Josh and his brother Jason Monday from the Christian and Conspiracy Podcast with me, Mystic Mark, here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode with Josh and Jason Monday. Okay, it was called Operation Fishbowl. It was a series of high altitude nuclear tests that were carried out by the United States as a part of a larger operation, Dominique Chama. Okay, it was a nuclear test program. Think about 1962. Before that, you got Admiral Byrd going out to Antarctica with a bunch of troops on a, on a ship and he's flying. He's, he's talking about there being extra land past Antarctica as big as the United States, all these things. So what happened is that's exactly the moments where they started to realize, I believe, where they found the, because in 1958, dude, the, the Encyclopedia Britannica talks about there being a dome connected to Antarctica at 13,800 feet. And then the next year, whoop, it's a race. They took it out of there quick. But there's a, somebody had a copy of the Encyclopedia Britannica. This is right after Admiral Byrd had gone to Antarctica. So I think it's interesting that in 1962, they do this test. So what it is, Dominique in Latin means belonging to the Lord. And Chama means fixed shell. So you have a fixed shell belonging to the Lord. And they're taking Thor missiles and exploding it into, I believe, the firmament. The reason why it's called Operation Fishbowl, think about it, if it's a dome, and if you put a circle on top, they're trying to explode a circle out of the firmament, and they're taking a Thor missile, think about that, Thor missile, and trying to explode a shell, fixed shell belonging to the Lord. I think that is, you can't get any more conspiratorial than that. Here we are, Josh Monday, returning champion here 
on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. You know who I am. And today we're going to be diving into some ch- subjects that Josh knows all too well. And we were just discussing one of his family members, his father, who rests in peace to Mr. Monday. He instilled some faith into you, some really wise things. And he also taught you a sort of no holds barred approach to what was really going on. He didn't sugarcoat things for you. He told you really what was going on. So it's a pleasure to have you here, brother, for the second time. And Jason's going to join us as well. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Thank you for everything you do for, you know, all media united. There's a lot that probably goes into that. I know, like, I mean, I've been a sergeant in the military before and I've had to look over six people. So I could imagine looking over 40 podcasts and, and you're getting, I don't know, emails here and there, and it's a lot to do. So I totally get it. And I really appreciate what you do for us. You know, you never ask for a fee or any money for this. You're just doing it out of the, I guess, the goodness of your heart and, and, and helping us promote. I just want to say thank you so much. I mean, from from everybody, I think w- would want to say this to you. You know, we appreciate you. You've always been there whenever I had a question or if I ever, sometimes I, I, I might have a guest on that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and, and hit you up and say, hey, bro, do you might have, made you have this guy's phone number? And you've helped me out, man. Like, like even if it's 12 o'clock at night, I think you've helped me out before, you know, like, so I really appreciate you and, and uh, having me on. It's a pleasure, bro. Seriously, man, it's really a pleasure. I uh, back when we first podcasted, I didn't have a show yet. It was I was just I was just rapping. I was just concentrating totally solely on my Christian music career. And uh, since this podcast started, bro, I have like I, I put my music to to on hold because this thing is 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 taking people and and it, this is really connecting people to God, man, to to the Lord with with what we're doing. And my whole basis of the show, it's Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. What it is 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 just to take you know take a conspiracy, show you how it relates to the Bible, and that's what we're trying to do. And my whole focus is to try to make sure I'm bringing not only bringing like conspiracies to the Christians to wake them up, but what I would love to do is bring the Bible. To the to the conspiracy theorists, you know, I like to do that. That's like one of my one of my main goals. So coming on a show like yours is is like I said, man, is I really appreciate you even having me on, bro. I know you you've been doing really well with your show, and I I could see that it, you know it's been doing awesome and amazing. So thank you. Wow, that was a variety of compliments there, Josh. I don't <laughs> know how to respond. Thank you. Yeah, and Alt Media United, you know, you mentioned I do it out of the good goodness of my heart. That's partly true it also helps me you know because you put your hard work into your show people find your show they find out you're a part of alt media united and then they come onto our website and they find a bunch of other cool podcasts that have similar views and it helps us get around these algorithms that are constantly trying to censor these types of messages so you know it's mutually beneficial for me and and everyone who's been a part of it and and yeah, it's certainly not free. You know, the website it costs money to host and putting it together takes time and took me a lot of time to build it in the first place. So thank you. I, I definitely don't hear people respond that way all the time. And it's good to hear positive feedback because for the most part, you know, not many people reach out and use me as a resource that I make myself available to be. You know, I'd like to help more people with their podcasts. I think most people are smart enough to figure most of it out, but I think if there is anything that people come across that they need help with, I'm always there to to answer their questions. And like you said, you know, even reach out to a guest and say, hey, would you like to be on this guy's show? He's a friend of mine, he's a good dude. And 
that's all it takes sometimes is a good endorsement from someone that that guest already trusts. And in this podcast community, that's tremendously valuable, right? So the more the merrier and the same is true for you, man, because this rising tide will raise both of our ships. And that's the cool thing about having ships too, is like we remain independent in this cooperative. We're all sharing the same water, but we're, you know, respecting each other's upstream. space. We're swimming upstream without a paddle too, with the with the subject oh, matter we're man. up. So Chrissy, <laughs> for me, I'm doing Christianity and conspiracy. The, right. the two things that I believe the satanic elites that people you know that are running these companies that that we're trying to be on. Well, not not with Rockfin. I'm just talking about the YouTubes and all this other stuff. It's like I'm swimming upstream without a paddle for sure. <laughs> yeah, rough crazy. water with some. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Christians who like one angle and then they hear the conspiracy stuff and they're like, hold on, wait a second. And then there's the people who are in it for the conspiracy and they're like, oh, okay, well, what does the Bible have to do with this? So, yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming here to share that with me. And, and yeah, let's get into it, man, because when we first talked, we focused on your career as a musician. You told us some really interesting stories about the music industry and how it could very well be satanic. And since then, we've talked to a bunch of guests who have added information to that question that I don't think there's a conclusion to, but there's definitely a lot more people putting their eyes in the right places. And yeah, if we could shine a light in the darkness with this episode, let's do it. But without sure. going too much into repeat, you know, because we covered a lot of your early history in that first episode, I think it was a good episode for back then people can go back and listen to it since then you started christian and conspiracy podcast how's yeah, that going so it's called josh monday christian and conspiracy podcast and, it, and it's it's been going phenomenal like we we have a guest every single week you know we've we've had every i mean every guest you could think of i don't just have christian guests on either you know i have people that are that could be a little new agey some people that like you know i have some flat earth people that come on that are they, they might not even believe in Jesus, you know? I mean, I had Sophia Smallstorm on and she's, she's a wonderful lady. You know, she's, she's, she's a, has a beautiful soul, but she's, she's a straight atheist. She doesn't believe in God whatsoever. So the show just goes, now, honestly, it's Christian and conspiracy. So we we could bring conspiracy theorists on only, or we could just do the Christian side. So it's been going amazing. You know, it's the, our, our viewership is rising and, and, and we're not, you know, I'm not trying to do it for money or for, or for the views. It's really about, trying to save souls, you know, and, and a lot of feedback has been happening and God is working and, and that's really what we're trying to do. You know, I try to do it with my music as much as I could. And I think that the podcast is hitting a lot harder. So I'm, I'm putting my main focus on the, on the podcast now, because that's, you know, what, what am I doing rap music for? Am I doing it so that I can, I can make people be like, Josh Monday's the greatest rapper ever. Nah, I'm doing it so that I can, I can have you say that God is the greatest God ever, you know? So right. if the podcast is working better for it, then I'm going to stick with that. Whatever pocket is working, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You know? I love that, man. Yeah. And I been talking to many musicians lately and uh, it's cool to see more musicians in the podcast field because you have the talent to make something sound cool. And I think, you know, although there are unpolished podcasts that do really well, uh, listeners of this show know I put a whole bunch of music into my show and I would love to use one of your songs for this episode if we could. And yeah, man, let's get into the message. I want to I wanna help okay, you spread so the, the good word and, and I want to learn more myself because like I said, I, I'm not a stranger to the world of, of Christianity, more of a Catholic flavor, of course, that I got raised into, but 
but yeah, I've had I've had some controversial takes lately, uh, so I feel like this is a good balance to our episode called the Satanic Christ, right? Like some people might have got really scared. I, I I listened to that, listened to a part of that episode. Yeah, and I was you know I you know what it's like I said, man. Like I said, it's just that person. I I I have respect for him because he put a lot of effort into his research. He's written book after book after book, and and you know I. I listened to some of it, but I, I'm, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll switch it up on this one. We'll, you know, it's going to change yeah. it up and, and you can have whatever you want on your show. It's, it, it doesn't well, and that's the thing is I like to, I like to have many different perspectives. So yeah, this is, I, I didn't, didn't mean to compare you to them at all. I, I think it's, you know, it's cool. <laughs> that to, was perfectly comparing. Yeah. Me. Well, it's like, it, total opposite. It, right. It's all good. Hey, like I said, I, I'm not the type, dude, honestly, bro. I, I can just be the, I can only plant the seed and it's up to, you know, God will water it, you know, and if you want to keep listening to the podcast, I could keep trying to water it myself, but it's all about, you know, your decision on, on what God you believe in or what you believe in is, is really, you know, it's within you, you know, so mm-hmm. it happens, but uh, the, the most, okay, what I was going to tell you out of every show I did, man, I think that, that, that the conspiracy that most lined up with the Bible, I believe is flat earth. I believe that flat earth from a biblical perspective, like but once I kind of opened this up, I was like, okay, it, it opened up something in me spiritually. You know, it really did because it just a lot more made sense to me. So as a Christian, what I think we should do is, or as a Christian or as a Jewish or Hebrew Israelite, whoever believes in the actual Bible, you know, I would say even Jehovah's Witness, you know, if you believe in Genesis, you know, or, 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 or the New Testament or the Old Testament, whatever you believe in, I think we should filter science through the Bible and not filter the Bible through science, okay? What I what I do is I believe the Word of God because I believe that God is absolute truth. So what I do is I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm either like 100 or zero. That's what I do with everything I do. You know what I mean? Even when I was in the military, I was like soldier of the year for my brigade, my battalion. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm 100. So that's what I'm going to do with the Bible here, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to believe the Bible over what any atheist scientist is going to tell me, especially about creation, right? So what I'll, what I'll, first off, what I'll do is I'm going to go over what the scientists say, okay? The atheist scientists, or maybe some people are not atheists. I'm not going to say that, but the scientists say Earth is on a 23.4 degree axis, okay? And it's spinning at a thousand miles an hour, all right? And then it's rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour, okay? Also, what we need to understand is like the fastest bullet travels at 1,800 miles an hour, okay? So just put that in perspective. It's amazing to realize that we're traveling, I mean, what is that? That's like 30 times faster than a bullet around the sun. When I talk to people that do believe in the globe or the heliocentric model, they and the 1,000 the miles an hour, they, they can swallow that pill. But sometimes when I tell them that, you know, we're, we're actually rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour, which is an interesting number, I'll connect, I'll, at the very end, what I'll do is I'll connect the heliocentric model to the mark of the beast, and you'll see why this number is important right here. But anyways, so, you know, let's say you have an earthquake. I live in Rialto, and Riverside is like maybe, you know, 10 miles away. If there's like a 3.0 earthquake, I could feel it if the earth moves, you know, but supposedly we're moving at 66,600 miles an hour and spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. So I just think it's crazy. Also, the moon, it orbits the Earth at 2,200 miles an hour, which is faster than 
almost faster than the 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 fastest bullet. Okay, that's what they're telling us. I think it's it's interesting. And usually, when I do go onto a podcast or something, and I'm and I'm bringing this up. If I ask somebody that does believe in the heliocentric globe, they usually don't under they don't even know this information because we were taught this at such such a young age that sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour back then. I had no idea what that was, but as an adult. When you start getting into this and finding it out, it, it just kind of like, it's like, what? 66,000 miles an hour, what? And then they're like, oh yeah, and we have a space station that's outside of Earth going 17,000 miles an hour. As we're spinning 1,000 miles an hour, as we're rotating at 66,000 miles an hour. And to me, I just I just had to go like, okay, well, as, knowing all that, let's let's get into the Bible and find out what it says, you know? And that's what got me looking into it. But we also have to understand that the universe is moving through space at four, at, it says 525,000 miles an hour as well. And what do we do when we go outside at night? We're seeing the same stars. We're not seeing the stars. And if you take a camera and you, you point it up, you're going to see that it, 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 if you do like a, a time lapse, you're going to see that the stars go in a circle. They're not going across the sky like this. Is it because that's what we're doing right now? We're moving at 66,000 miles an hour, right? Everything is in a circle. So I started looking into it like, wow, this is interesting. They also tell us that the sun is 93 million miles away. So that's another thing where I'm just like, wow, all these astronomical numbers. Another thing they tell us is that the closest star is 4.4 light years away, which is 20. Okay, one light year is 6 trillion miles away. Okay, Mark. So think about this. That's going to be 24 trillion miles away. That's the closest star to us, the closest star. So think about that. The sun is like the size of like a quarter or something when you're looking at it or, or whatever, right? And that's 93 million miles away. The closest star is going to be 24 trillion miles away. So how big is that star for it to be, you know, for, for, it to, for us to be able to see it that far away? I think that's, that's an astronomical number to me. What do you think about that, bro, so far? You know, you're doing a really great job of explaining something that's I've heard others convolute and make harder to understand. So, you know, this is one position that flat earthers take that I agree with. I think the the statistics that we're given for speeds and measurements and all that, it's so subjective even to the point where it's like, well, what if we're in another country, you know, now we're using a different measurement system, you know, like, so it's like, yeah, I, I get lost. I'm not a numbers guy, but you're doing a good job of explaining it. And I think the beauty of a podcast is people get pause, rewind and try to re-understand something if, if they get confused, but yeah, you, you definitely have explained it so far. I'm, I'm hearing a reoccurring theme though six like even some of the other numbers added up to six if six you do gematria yeah, right trillion. well 24 as well right because two plus yeah. four is six and and there are a few <laughs> other examples you mentioned but it was interesting to hear that because i'm pondering six and how it like connects to the planet saturn being the sixth planet from the sun or even like you know the sixth star body in the sky if we're going to take a different model approach or even the sixth sense because we all have five senses and maybe our our sixth sense would be our intuition or or maybe even prayer 
Yeah. And uh, also Saturn, you mentioned Saturn there. That's like the top Roman God. For some reason, the volume cut down just a smidge. I don't know why, but the, uh, you know, Saturn is the top Roman God. You just mentioned the six. So, and, and also if you look into NASA, what do they do? They send up the Saturn five, right? So it's all about, I believe, sun worship and, 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 and in the heliocentric model. But, and what you have with the, with the scientists is you have like a scientific Trinity. Okay. So you have the big bang theory. Okay, which came from a Jesuit priest. It was George Lamont back in 1920. What they say is, you know, roughly 13.8 billion years ago. I guess it was like the size of a pen, right? And then all this energy and then an explosion happened and, and everything came together. The planets and the gases and everything came together by gravity. Okay, not by God, but by gravity. Okay, so gravity is like their God. But the, th the, the, the scientific trinity would be like the Big Bang Theory. It would be evolution, okay? And then the heliocentric globe. Because the reason why it's spinning and it's rotating around the sun is because of the supposed Big Bang. When they explain to you how far away a star is and these galaxies they take from the James Webb Telescope, 33-degree Mason, you know, just to let you guys know, the James Webb. Anyways, you, what they're trying to do is, finally, we've been waiting 20 years for this. We could finally prove the Big Bang. That's why they're telling you these galaxies are trillions upon trillions upon trillions of miles away. But this is going to all make sense to you when I show you what the Bible says about the moon, sun, and the stars, or when and where those are located. I'm gonna. It's gonna. You're gonna be. It's gonna be very interesting. You guys are gonna see. The reason why I go over all this is because you know it's so that you understand that if you want to be a Christian or if you're gonna be a Bible believer, don't just take parts of the Bible and believe it, and then the other parts put to the side because it doesn't go along with your scientific theories. Take the whole entire Bible and, and accept it because stand on it. You know what I mean? Be, be a man or be a woman and stand on the Word of God. You don't need a scientist or something to be telling you how the earth was created, okay? You need to understand that for us, if you're going to be a Christian, let's be real. You know what I mean? So anyways, so we have the scientific trinity, evolution, the Big Bang, and and all that's that's the three scientific trinity, I believe. Okay. So let's kind of get into let's kind of get into now what the Bible teaches. Okay. So that's all what um that's all basically what the science teaches. That's that's just a, a broad overview of of what what I think is important going into this. Okay. Another thing that's important before I start, science says that the first thing that came was gonna be the stars. Okay. The second thing that came would be the sun at 4.6 billion years ago. The next thing that come is going to be the earth at 4.5 billion years ago. The next thing after that is going to be the moon. Okay. So their order of operation would be the sun. I mean, sorry, the stars first, then the sun, then the earth, then the moon. Now let's go into what the Bible says. Okay. It's very important. Before we get into what the Bible says, though, let's understand when I'm talking about Genesis, Moses wrote Genesis. He was able to speak to God. Okay. He talked to God on the burning bush. Okay. He was, they said that he had a meal and he ate and God spoke to him. So he was able to talk to God. So I think when Moses is writing Genesis, I don't think that he's going to be writing it from his own mind and saying, Hey, this is how the earth was created. I believe that God was telling him how he created the earth. And he wrote it down. I don't think he's going to put his own twist on it. So let's find out what God says and what the Bible says, okay? So Genesis 1, 1 and 1, 2, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
So day one, he created the heaven and the earth. Now it's a lowercase h there, okay? So I believe, this is what I believe, and there's a gap theory that some people talk about, but I believe that he created the atmosphere, which is like the sky, because there's three heavens. There's the sky, then there's where the moon, sun, and the stars are, and the third heaven would be God's throne. So this is what I believe. I believe he created the, the heaven he created is going to be the sky, and I think the earth, the earth can mean, in Hebrew, earth can be either earth... I'm sorry, was I muted right there? Yeah, that was an accident. We got tell your brother Jason joined the call. I meant to mute him, but Jason, <laughs> okay. you gotta unmute yourself. Welcome, buddy. And Josh, keep keep at it. Go okay. start out. You so, just said something about the earth, and then we okay. cut. cut so you I believe okay, so they said it's a lowercase h. So I believe he created the sky, and I and I believe he created the the foundations, which which we're gonna get into on on, on day one, okay? And day two. He created the oceans and the firmament, okay? It says that he separated the waters from the waters. So on day two, he created the firmament, okay? Day three, he created the dry land, plants, and vegetation. It wasn't until day four that he created the moon, sun, and the stars also. This is in the Bible, okay, guys? So if he created the earth completely on day three, what was the earth rotating around? on day three because he created on day four the moon sun and the stars also so i think it's interesting if the if the earth is rotating around the sun i think that the order of operation would have been he created the sun first then he created the moon and the planets and this and and he had them rotate around the sun right so i think it's interesting also look at the order it's it starts with the earth right and then it comes it, it isn't until day four that he created the moon, sun, and the stars also. So I think that's interesting. Jason, are you muted or what, dude? Maybe you need to unmute or, or, or is, he, is, is, he, is he there? I don't know. Is, yeah. Is he there? There he is. <laughs> What's up, Jason? Okay. Hey, see me? We're already, hold on. Hey, we're, we're actually already recording, so you don't need to explain. Don't, don't even need to explain. Just just come right in. So Yeah, jump right. in jump in whenever you like. Pleasure to have you here, brother. If we got some background noise, just, you know, mute when you're ready. You're ready unmute when you're ready to talk or, you know, whenever you want to jump in. But Josh kind of take us through a presentation here. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so think about that, Mark. The Bible says that on day three, he created the earth, right? The dry land, the plants, the vegetation. And then it was day four, he created the moon, sun, and the stars also. So even the order of operation that the scientists try to tell you is off compared to what the Bible tells you, okay? So did you hear that part where I was talking about how he created the earth on the on the third day and the sun on the fourth day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's interesting. Okay, so so there's some there's some verses here that talk about the the Bible verses that talk about the earth being fixed, okay? In a fixed position. So it says in First Chronicles 16:30, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms 93, 1, thou hast fixed the earth immovable and firm. Psalms 96, 10, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms 104, 5, thou hast fixed the earth and his foundation so it cannot be shaken. Isaiah 45:18. Who made the earth, fastened it, and fixed it himself it fast. Okay, so excuse me. So what what I believe, I believe that the earth is, is immovable, 
and it is still, and it is not moving. There's verses in the Bible that talk about the moon and the sun are moving. I don't have any verses in the Bible that talk about the earth spinning, about it rotating around the sun. I have no verses like that. But what I'll show you, and, and if you have any questions in the meantime, Mark, you can always just ask, you know, ask away if you feel like, hey, you know what I mean? I don't want to information dump on you too much without you being able to speak. Cause it's your no, podcast. no, it's fine. I like to, okay. I like to stay in the pocket and ask questions when I'm ready, but yeah, please take it away. I'm, I'm, I'm your, okay. all yours. Okay. So, so in Joshua 10 verses 12 through 13, it says, then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before his children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, stand Thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people have avenged themselves upon their enemies. It says, isn't it written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and has to not go down about a whole day. So it says in the Bible, this is in the book of Joshua, that the sun and the moon stood still, and they're giving you geographic locations of where they were at. So I think that's interesting. And it said it stood still for a whole day. If you go and ask Neil Tyson DeGrasse and these scientists that are all about this type of stuff, what would happen if you if the earth stood still? They they say if you're not seatbelted to the earth, you know, then we would all fly off like a, a Ferris wheel going a thousand miles an hour, you know? So I think that that Bible verse there and also in Habakkuk 3.11, it says the sun... And mood stood still in their habitation at the light of thine arrows thy went and the shining of thy glittering spear. So it's talking, the Bible's talking about the sun staying still, you know? So in the flat earth model, it's not about, you know, it's about the sun and the moon moving. And Jason, you could jump in at any time too, brother, if you want to, if you, if you have anything too, man, I don't want to. No, I just, I just came in. I just want to listen right now because yeah, no problem, I don't know no rap because man, like I said, it's all good it's all good yeah so also guys what we have in the book of isaiah it talks about the sun going backwards 10 degrees and god the lord says that he, he made the sun go backwards 10 degrees so to me it sounds like the sun and the moon are the ones moving in the bible more so than than the earth moving in any way so far that's where we're at okay now let's get into the moon is a light and the sun is a light. So in Genesis 1, verses 14 through 19, this is a very important because it's going to bring me into like the, the moon being a light, the sun being its own light, and also into the firmament. This is very important because the firmament is something that flat earthers, I mean, not all of them, some of them believe in extra land and that there's no firmament and there's just water or they, you know what I mean? But I personally, I believe that this right here is what, what I stand on right here. So Genesis 1, verses 14 through 19. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the lightness from the darkness and God saw it was good and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So 
A firmament, if you look up the word firmament, it is, it's rakia, okay? That's what the Hebrew is. And it's solid, beaten out. If you look it up in Greek, firmament means it's stereoma, which means solid. And I've had some people confirm with some people that speak Greek. I don't speak Greek, obviously, but, and they said that there's no way to interpret that as expanse or space or Van Allen radiation belt that some people say the firmament is. So go ahead, Jay, what's up? Because it's <clears throat> the, the the Greek is so precise, and so it's it's very elegant. So it's very precise as well. So if, you, if you're gonna explain something, I'm not gonna explain it with like a like a kind of a slang term to it, or also like a different meaning that might mean something different. And if it's if you read if you if you listen if you, if you read the Bible, it says and it shows his handiwork. The firmament shows his handiwork. Psalms nineteen one. So that's his handiwork. So if 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 you grow plant, I don't know if you grow plants, Mark. Like if you grow things, like maybe outside, right? So if you notice when you grow something, it's the sun will stay on a path during a certain part of the year, but then the sun moves a little bit, slightly. Maybe I think it it goes into of the, the I forgot what it's called. What what is the Capricorn? It goes to the Capricorn, like the, it goes the way of the Capricorn. That that's what the sun's gonna follow that that path that year. That part of the year. How how is the the earth gonna move like that? If the earth had to move like that and and, and follow the sun and, and rotate around the sun like that, it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be impossible. It's gonna be impossible because you, you're not gonna be able to I feel like if it does that, you're not gonna be able to grow the plants the right way. Because it's if it's if the Earth's gonna it, Earth doesn't just do that once every year it has to it's always in rotation, right? So if it's always in rotation, it's never gonna it's never you're never gonna get the same path of growing that same that the way the sun's mm. gonna be because you're always gonna miss that path because it's gonna be on a different rotation. It's on a different rotation time. So if you go back to Egyptian days, people would think, oh man, these people are primitive. They didn't have technology that we have. They didn't have very much technology. How do you know? You don't know that. I don't know that. If you look at it, they built the pyramid, right? Any other place that tries to build a pyramid like that, any other time in history or humans try to do that, what does it do? It sinks and basically corkscrews into the ground. And it, and it, 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 it the one in Luxor, the one in Vegas sinks, what, a couple inches every year because it's not built correctly. They learn how to build something that's impossibly not supposed to stand that long. It's lasted that long. You got a sphinx not that far away from it. Who the heck built that? We don't know. You know, the, the, just the, this, just the technology alone to to build that precisely and line it up with Orion's belt. Pardon my word, but to a sea hair off <laughs> mathematically. Right. If you're if you're if this if the if Earth causes different rotations all the time around the sun. There's no way you're gonna line that up that like that and, and get that 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 alignment. Even if you, how primitive you are, we can't even do that now. Mm. And we're pretty dang smart. So if you think about it, people were living what eight hundred years, nine hundred right. years in the Bible. Right. They, and Genesis, right. yeah. There you go, right? So you'd be pretty dang smart. I think you could piss off the first hundred years of your life. <laughs> Screw right. off the next three hundred yeah. years. And you can still learn 10 languages the last 500 and maybe a couple hundred and, and learn the guitar, <laughs> learn to play an instrument, learn to build something. You know what I mean? Like people nowadays, they take their 100 years and they, it's like that. They don't apply themselves. The ones that do, they invent the iPhone. 
They 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 invent TV, television, stuff like that. But the people back then, they were more spiritual. They were more into the. They were more into the earth. They were more into the world. They were more, they were uh, they were more into like just being in the now, not being like, oh well, man, I got to this far off. I got to that. Wouldn't you know the I mean? like, they, wouldn't the Bible tell us that the pyramids were built in the time before the flood? Right. So why is there water damage on that thing? Right. Right. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's incredible. I've heard some people explain the firmament as ice that used to be in the atmosphere oh, in much larger quantities and it began to melt and that's where maybe I, the flood waters came from. And let me, let me give you, there you go. Remember the ozone layer? We talked about the ozone layer. There was an ozone layer out there. How do I know that's not the firmament? And like you said, my like back then, it the waters from the water just separated the water from water. So when you open up those waters, and you, you can't, you're not just going to rain that long and flood the whole earth in 40 days, something like that. But if you open up the floodgates. Okay, hold on. So, Mark, the, what the theory that you were just talking about, the ice being outside of the earth, what that is, it's a Ken Hoban theory. He's a creationist, and he does an amazing job at, 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 at going up against evolution. He does an awesome job. But. The thing that I read to you right now in this verse is I read you I read to you that the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. So if you take that ice and you'd have to place it outside the entire universe in this heliocentric model because the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Does that make sense? So his theory about the ice being around. Yeah, but okay, he's saying they're in the firmament. He's, he's not saying they're inside the, the, the and mean, that part. So that firmament could be where the sun and moon are in, and it's just like, it's it's inside there. It's not, That's not what saying I'm saying. It's in I'm the side of the- Hold on. I'm saying it's inside the firmament. If you take Hebrew and you break it down, when it says the word in, it means that it's in the firmament. And there's a solid dome, and, and firmament means solid dome. So what I'm telling you, Jason, is that Ken Hovind theory doesn't work because it would have to have the moon, sun, and the stars inside of it. And and if you put but, the moon sun on the stars well, on, of it, we're freezing. If you freeze the outside, okay, it's frozen, right? Now you have you still have the sun and the moon inside of the firmament. So how I how do I know the firmament's here? Firmament here, but in the middle inside the firmament, that's where the sun and moon are. That's what I'm you telling what I'm you. That's so what if, the whole Bible says. Outside, people live longer. It's a prism. Like, like, like it would, it would be, it would be inside that though. That's, yeah. that's just saying that. Yeah, he's, Ken Hope is not saying that though. He's saying that the firmament was the ice. So that's what I'm saying, bro. His theory is is not correct. Okay. Because it can't, well, because it, you would have to have, that would have to be outside of the universe. So let's, let's stay on this. Okay. So I talked to you guys. Was, there's a couple interesting things about this verse right here. Okay. So it says that the, it says that the moon is, is going to give, it says that there's two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. It doesn't say anything about the sun, you know, bouncing its light off of the moon and lighting the earth. So in the Bible, in several verses, it talks about the moon giving off her light. Okay. It also talks about the, the sun giving off his light, which I thought was interesting. That could have been the way they interpreted it, but it says like in Ezekiel 32, 7, that I will cover the sun with a cloud and the moon shall not give off her light. So when they start talking like about, you know, it's crazy because it separates, you know, it, it says that that the, that the moon is a light and the sun is light. Now, if you go outside, let's do a science experiment. Let's say you take a temperature gauge and you go into the shade and you click it 
it's the the light from the moon is going to be colder and in the shade it's going to be warmer but if you go out in the sun then the shade's going to be cooler and the sunlight is going to be hotter so i believe that this the moon is giving off its own light like the bible says and i believe the sun is giving off its own light so i believe there's two great lights one to rule the day one to rule the night okay and i can go over a bunch of bible verses that talk about her light but since we're on the firmament part, I kind of want to get into that because that is like one of the flatter things. But what's up, Jason? Did you want to I think they, they use it? I wonder, I wonder why they use his and her for for that. But I think it's more like they try to separate the two as that's what you're trying to say. That and I think that's good that in the Bible they do that because they're trying to separate the 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 sun and the moon and not make them anywhere. Like, like you said, it's a different light. So if you said the sun gives off his light to the moon, which therefore gives light to the to the earth. earth yeah, it, it would be the same thing, but they give they give it a separate. But I always wonder why they give a male and female type of thing, which you know I don't know why, but they do do interesting. that. Very it interesting. Yep. Okay. So, all right. So, so Mark, we you what you brought up the firmament. We talked about the Ken Hoven theory. Um, I talked to you guys about what it means in Hebrew, what it means in, in Greek, right? So uh, let's let's read about the firmament. So G this is going to be day two, okay, guys? Genesis 1, verses 6 through 8. It says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters from where the under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening was the evening, and the morning were the second day. What I think is interesting is after every single day, Mark, Day one, he says, and it was good. Day two, he doesn't say that. Day three, he says that. Day four, he says that. Day five and day six, he says that. It was good. So he day blessed, two, but day three was why, Monday. Hold on. You know that? <laughs> yeah. day two was a Monday. He doesn't bless Monday. He blesses all the other days of the week except for Monday. That, oh, that, no, I'm just And if you think about no. it, that's a moon. Moon day was Monday, so he doesn't bless the moon the, day. The, the reason I believe he did that, Mark, is because think about it. The firmament separates him from us because mm -hmm. if you read the bible which i'm going to get into it talks about god's throne being above the firmament but there's a solid dome that is separating us where we can't go up there obviously and i don't believe we can go into hell either so i think it's interesting so that he doesn't say this he doesn't say that it and it was good because it's actually separating man from god i believe so i think that's interesting so that's why your spirit that's why it mark your spirit that's why you have to be spirit to be able to go into heaven. The reason why is because there's a firmament, a solid, hard stereoma, rakia, separating us from God. Okay. So now it gets interesting because you've got interesting there though, Josh, you got to, you, you, you listening to you now from the beginning of you explaining this, bro, you find a lot more, a lot more, a lot more good points to that. But actually, if I'm not really, if I'm on the fence about this issue, some of the stuff you're bringing up now is like more powerful than you were bringing up before, bro. Damn, this got is, the brother's you're, you're, approval. You're, you're bringing the heat, Josh. Yeah, you're bringing, I didn't, I, I was just, I'm like, dang. <laughs> That's coming from Jason who listens to Josh all the time. So that means a whole lot more. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, Mark, Mark lit a fire up under me. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, Let's God, get into it. The way you said that right now, separating God from man, not blessing that day. Mm. You're explaining it that way, bro. I I could get down with that. That's that's where I that's where I that's where I did right there. Bro. I'm in that area all the time. I like what you just did right there. You just blew my mind right now. I was like, 
what did you just say right now? <laughs> oh, well, we flipped the script on that. That was a good point, dude. Right on. Okay, so here's a good thing, too. When you guys talked about the flood, okay? My you, talked about, you talked about, okay, so God said he separated the waters from the waters, Mark, right? So that means that above the firmament is what? Is water. And above that is going to be God's throne. So here's the interesting part. When people talk about that ice melting and that causing the flood, there's there's Psalms 148.1, which is after the flood, it's David speaking. And what he says here, he says, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from heaven, praise him in the heights, praise him and, and all his angels, praise him, all his hosts, praise him, the sun and the moon, praise him, the stars of light, praise him, ye heavens of heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. So this is after the flood. So if that water would have melted and caused the flood, there would be no waters above the heaven anymore, right? So David, he's he's also really close to God, dude. He's like, he was super close to God. So he's talking about the waters being above the heavens. So this is after the flood. So when but did you see what he did there? He kind of went backwards. He went back from uh, from the from the what he said. Thank he like went thank you to the hosts. Thank you to this, the the host, and then thank you to the firmament. Like that's like that's like or or the waters above the waters. He went from like like the hosts were the beginning that they were created first, and then he went down the line. And basically, that's pretty cool. I like how he, how he said that. I never read that part. Yeah. So that is kind of that is kind of to show you. Now, if you read the book of his of Enoch, what it talks about is it talks about the windows being open, right? Just like during the flood, it talks about the windows have then been open. And then the, it also talks about the waters from the face of the deep. Okay. So if you talk about flooding a, a fishbowl, that's different than flooding a, 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 you know, a heliocentric earth. But if you think about it as the dome is, I mean, it's going to be a massive dome, obviously. Okay. Let's say you're trying to flood that. That's a lot easier if water's coming in from open windows of the firmament and also waters from the depth. It's easier to flood a dome like that than to flood a, a, a heliocentric earth, if, if that makes sense. So I think it's interesting. Let's look at what the Bible says about the firmament, okay? It says about God's throne being above the firmament, okay? So in Ezekiel 10.1, it talks about, it says, Then I looked, and behold, in the firmament that was above, this is a vision that Ezekiel had, okay, talking about going to heaven. Okay, it says, then I looked and behold, in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims or uh, appeared over them as it were sapphire, sapphire stone, the appearance and likeness of a throne. Okay, so we have that. And then Revelation 4, 6, it says, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal and into the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So now we have him looking up, Ezekiel, right? And him seeing that that God's throne is above that firmament. The cherubim are below that. So we have that vision. And then we have Revelation 4, 6 of John being in heaven, talking about a sea of glass unto like a crystal in the midst of the throne. So now you see that there's a, there's a sea of glass and God's throne is above the firmament. So here's something that we need to definitely understand that you're gonna, that's going to blow your mind, Mark. What did I explain to you in the very beginning? What they're trying to do is separate man from God. And, and, and let me tell you how they're doing that, okay? So if God's throne is above the firmament and God put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament 
And let's say this was a universe and, and we are this little rock that's spinning around the sun and everything. So what will happen is the universe is expanding. So God's throne would have to be outside of the universe. And what would be happening is the universe would be expanding and, and, it, and it would be he'd be getting further and further and further and further away from man. Okay. That's what they're doing. They're actually, they're bringing us further and further and further away from God with everything that they're teaching us, you know? So why would God have hell be in the earth, which the Bible says, and then his throne be trillions upon trillions upon trillions upon trillions of miles away? Wow. Does yeah, no, it's, it makes a lot of, wow. Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. Sorry, I was muted there. And all right, we're going to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Smile Brilliant, and tell you about a brand new offer right here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, and I know you're going to love it, because what you might not know is that every night you're at risk of cracking your enamel, and once you lose it, it's gone. It does not grow back. Every night, stress can cause us to grind or clench our teeth, and if you're like me, a little bit stressed, a night guard could be the perfect solution to preserve your dental health. Clenching and grinding result in worn down tooth enamel, cracked teeth, chipped teeth, and that can lead to an infection, not to mention sensitivity. So say goodbye to those cold treats in the summer like ice cream or those warm, warm meals in the winter. Your teeth are going to be too sensitive. So go ahead Right now, with Smile Brilliant exclusively for you, my family thinks I'm crazy listeners, use the promo code CRAZY, all capital letters, and you'll get a custom night guard from Smile Brilliant as low as $45 per guard. Reorders are as low as $25 per guard, and you'll get 20% off. Of course, they've got whitening trays, whitening gels, electric toothbrushes, water flossers, and so much more. Smile Brilliant is owned and operated by dental professionals with over 30 years of experience. And the best part is, everything is done online and delivered straight to your door so you don't have to spend an extra dollar at the dentist, driving to and fro, not to mention all the extra costs. Smile Brilliant. Use the promo code CRAZY and take back your dental health today. Now, let's get back to this interview. Wow. Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. Sorry, I was muted there. And, and I think that it makes sense. It's certainly something that I need time to dwell on more. But when it comes to the idea of us being these small little infinite nothings on a small tiny rock, I see exactly what you mean, man. They're trying to make us feel small and weak. And, and it's good to know that that's just an illusion and God is actually a lot closer than we believe. My question is, do you think that us, you know, not us three, but the population of the globe, if all of us were to actually think in those terms that God was trillions and trillions of miles away, do you think that would affect us in a way that would be massively, bro. right? Right. Massively. Well, okay. Think about this, bro. Well, first off, I'm going to go into the, the, the I, I can go into the scientific part of that would, that would kind of blow your mind about it. But okay, think about this. In Isaiah, it talks about God looking down on us like grasshoppers. Well, uh, but think about this, though, Josh. Every one of those guys you're talking about that explains a bit that, like John, Ezekiel, they're not the same people, totally different people, but have this almost the same exact experience talking about the same exact stuff 
hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of years later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is this is like th- th- these are people that actually knew God existed. If you believe in the Bible, if you believe, so if you know God exists, and you know you're trying to explain to somebody, and you're trying to explain to somebody that that is like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, you saw this, this, and this. Same story. You get it gathered up. You get it put in the put it in the Bible. Two thousand years later, a thousand years later, someone else comes to the same type of situation, same story, same 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 description, rakia, same same stuff. You know, like like a sea of glass. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're gonna. That, that's why I feel like this is this is this the the, the whole the Bible is a is a is a Holy Spirit written because they're not gonna have. Mm-hmm. That many men agreeing on the same thing in different areas of areas of time, there's no way they're gonna have that. There's no way. We us four couldn't even agree on something, probably like like totally hundred percent. These guys were hundred percent sure of all this stuff. One thing and they're explaining it to you like awesome. you they know, like they know that they, they're gonna try to screw you over and try to lie to you about this. Like if you thought you were if you if we knew. That we were the, everything revolved around us. You would think you were way more important than just a number. You would think you, you would stand up to the fact that you don't want to be a test bunny for something because I I am not that. I'm way more special than that. Mark is more special than that. Josh is more special than that. Everybody on this on this flat Earth globe, whatever it is, ain't gonna hate you for what you believe because that's a secondary doctrine. But you must understand you are very important you were picked before time everything the foundations of earth everything was even laid out you were chosen to be who what you're supposed to be your purpose needs to be served constantly you cannot just sit around and not when people when i see people are like well what are you going to do about it what do you mean what am i going to do about it i don't know yet i hope god can show me this but I'm seeing things in this world that we were talking about yesterday, like the words that we use, things like that, and and beliefs that you have. It's like, man, you can really offend somebody, but you also, you know, we're trying to cradle you and be like, hey, man, be a self-learner, be a self-teacher. Don't just believe what Josh says to you. Just don't believe what, you know, even don't, don't even believe what the, you, you search that Bible out. You make sure that stuff is true. And if you do that, it's gonna. It, it, it's it's weird. It makes you feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe that I'm 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 studying this book that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have studied, and you're catching little things out of it nobody's caught before. Or maybe you're not even doing that. You're just looking at something like, man, I'm seeing Jesus Christ on every page of this book. I'm seeing, oh my God, the Earth might. I mean, back then they thought the Earth was flat, and these people were smart people. You got. You got Galileo and stuff like that 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 sort of changed the names, but you had Plato, Socrates, all these minds that were so spiritual still thinking that the earth was flat. Why do you think maps are laid out flat-wise? Well, man, there's a whole bunch of stuff to it, man. Like, let's, I'll I'll get, that was great points that Jason brought up. What I was going to say is you were talking about, okay, here's the thing. Real quick, I I just thought of it. So when you play a game of phone, right, let's say you have, 
it's 26 people and someone tells you one thing and then you go from person to person to person to person at the very end, like 26 or 30 people later, you're going to have the story change. So I would rather take it from the people that the first person that heard it, like Moses, right? He hears it from God and he, and he wrote it in a book, the Bible, than to hear it from an atheist scientist that's all these things have been passed around, passed around, passed around. And that, then he's trying to explain to us, you know? So I just think it's interesting, but here's something that's well, well about the firmament that they actually scientifically did that kind of will throw your mind for a loop. So have you ever heard of operation fishbowl Mark before? No, I have not. Okay. So this happened in 1962. Okay. It was called Operation Fishbowl. It was a series of high-altitude nuclear tests that were carried out by the United States as a part of a larger operation, Dominique Chama. Okay, it was a nuclear test program. Think about 1962. Before that, you got Admiral Byrd going out to Antarctica with a bunch of troops on a, on a ship, and he's flying. He's, he's talking about there being extra land past Antarctica, as big as the United States, all these things. So... What happened is that's exactly the moments where they started to realize, I believe, where they found the, because in 1958, dude, the, the Encyclopedia Britannica talks about there being a dome connected to Antarctica at 13,800 feet. And then the next year, whoop, it's a race. They took it out of there quick. But there's a, but somebody had a copy of the Encyclopedia Britannica. This is right after Admiral Byrd had gone to Antarctica. So I think it's interesting that in 1962, they do this test. So what it is, Dominique in Latin means belonging to the Lord and Chama means fixed shell. So you have a fixed shell belonging to the Lord and they're taking Thor missiles and exploding it into, I believe, the firmament. The reason why it's called Operation Fishbowl, think about it. If it's a dome and if you put a circle on top, they're trying to explode a circle out of the firmament and they're taking a Thor missile Think about that Thor missile and trying to explode a shell, fixed shell belonging to the Lord. I think that is, you can't get any more conspiratorial than that. Bro. Yeah, wow. The way they put it. So they were either trying to blow a hole in the firmament or they're trying to blow rockets to find out how high they can go up if they're going to have to shoot a nuclear missile at Russia or something. So I believe they're trying to find out the altitude that they can go. They're trying to explode missiles up. And they said that it was actually from, you know, from atmosphere. You see miles and miles. I mean, dude, from miles. When these hmm. things were exploding, you can see pictures of it. It looks like it's exploding into something. So I think that that is just, that soon as that happened, think about it, Mark, that's when Kennedy came on in 1962 and said, we are going to go to the moon. Mm -hmm. That took everybody's attention onto the fact that we'll be able to go to the moon. Right. Everybody, and you know what? Everybody that's a conspiracy theorist out there, just look into that. You will see. What's on where Von Braun's is his, his, his tombstone? Psalms? What? 191. As of, uh, from it shows his handiwork, doggy. Yeah. We didn't bring it through. <laughs> Sorry. Well, think about this. A There's a tower. No. The Tower Sorry. of Babel, think about the Tower of Babel, Mark, okay? Mm -hmm. They're building a tower up to heaven, and what they were trying to do was try to get into heaven, and they were trying to actually kill God. This Hold is on. The God about when you think about it, all everything about it, God came down and said, let us see what they are doing because they are doing something that God was interested in, like, hey, they're going to crack the code right here, dude. We need to stop this right now because we go down here, 
they're gonna they're gonna do something they're they're they don't, they're gonna open up something they don't know nothing about and it's gonna it's not good so he went down there and stopped them confounds everybody's languages that's why you got every type of different worship like like that same type of worship all through the nations because that at that moment that idol worship led to everything else that confounding of the language really damaged our 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 world but you think about it but, but, but what was the, the tower of babel what do you think it was josh what do you think, you think it was just a tower going to god no 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 i don't think so listen i, I believe it was like i think it had had scriptures the, like weird words on it to like yeah really, i think like, it was spiritual but i believe they were building a tower because in the book of joshua which is not canon it like talks Stargate, about it like a it talks about it being like a mile a mile and a, dude, it's a huge building they're trying to build up. And they actually said that when they would drop bricks down, they'd be madder than if a person fell off of it because they keep building and building and building. So they were trying to go into heaven to actually kill God, to become gods, okay? Just like Freemasons and all these people teach. Well, Nimrod oh, was God. Noah's so, handsome. He had direct knowledge of God being there before the flood. So he, yeah, so he knew that he was real. So why would he let three Freemasons take a, a, a rocket on their first try, go all the way 230,000 miles away to the moon and with no problems with Van Allen's, you know, this this supposed Van Allen radiation belt there that they found out about later on. You know what I mean? Why would he let these three Freemasons go all the way to the moon, but he's not going to let the Tower of Babel build up? I just think for me, it's kind of interesting, man. I, I take the Bible literal and I literally think they're trying to build a tower to heaven to try to kill. Well, if you say there's the moon... You say you're broke. You're saying there is no God, basically, hmm. because you're saying there's no firmament. There's no well. The moon is if we're, the moon in the sun. How are you going to get back to the Earth if we're spinning <laughs> that fast? And how and much balls do you have to have going to land on land if you're going that fast? Right. Oh um, yeah. No. You're going to take a, How does a helicopter land? And how do they get those cameras on there to film it as it lands too? <laughs> right? I mean that and to to film even remotely back then. It's like, you know, we could barely get a good signal sometimes with Zoom and you're telling me they were able to live stream footage of going into space. It's like, come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys have to think about this, okay? But so, Jason, what, like, 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 like Mark said, well, if me and you, Josh, and Mark, you know, we were all millionaires, right? And we're like, you know what? We want to explore Antarctica. We want to go oh, with like a dear. nice. That would be uh, the best years. trip ever if the three of us had millions of dollars worth of Antarctica. And, 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 you, <laughs> you can go about right here where the penguins are at, and that's it. Right. It won't even last here, buddy. You can't go like by yourself. You actually have to have only a, a tour. But okay, what I'm so, saying, like, wh wh why not? Why does NASA hold all the flight directions bro, that all the planes go? Why can't we go to Antarctica, bro? Well, on. If we're free and we are I all hear free you. men, we should be able to explore whatever we wanted. Well, check this we out. Wanted. Check this out. So, flightradar.com. You can go on there and watch live, like public flights going, and none of them ever go across the Pacific Ocean. They always go straight from Australia along the coast down through Alaska. Because there's a jet stream that, that goes through there. Right. They hit that jet stream and haul. You think? But it's, 
But you'd yeah, but, think if the Earth was round, it'd be cheaper and easier to go over the Pacific Ocean instead of this huge. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at all the flight plans. Anyways, you're, you're going to see them line up perfectly with with the UN map, which is the flat Earth map. Okay. Right, so right. okay. So that was the wow, Antarctic Treaty, Jason. That that what you were talking about would would be pointing towards the Antarctic Treaty, which is when Admiral Byrd came. He's also a Freemason. Look it up. And and so was his his cousin and his brother. So look it. So the Antarctic Treaty gets pushed into place by the Senate, and his brother was the one that was pushing for that treaty to get pushed through Congress. So that happened. That's the whole reason why me, you, and Mark cannot go down to Antarctica. So everybody- Yeah, but see, that's not, but that's not, that's a treaty that's how old. Come on, dude. It's not going to- treaty, bro, it's all the way to 2035. Look at Lewis and Clark. They explored all of North America, right? They went through everything like that. You're allowed to do that. Cool. Why can't I take if I want to die and I have a death wish and I want to go out to Antarctica, but I can I can climb Mount Kilimanjaro, I can climb K2. Half my people could die on the way up there. They don't care. As long as you pay your money, you're good. How come I can't go where I want to go now? I want to go to where where there's no more where, where there's the end of Antarctica. I want to see the end of it. I want to see where you're let me see it all. That's it. Well, you're you're correct. And also, Mark, you're talking, the, there's no flights that have ever gone underneath the earth like that. It doesn't happen, okay? But anyways, all right. Let me Show tell me you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you something real quick. Mark, out of the New Testament, okay? Now, Ezekiel talked about going to the third heaven, almost to the third heaven. He just went up to the firmament and saw God's throne. A person in the, in the, in the New Testament, it's going to be Paul. Okay, it talks about him. He says, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell or out of the body, I cannot tell God knows such one caught up to the third heaven, which is where God's throne is. Okay. And I knew such a man, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth. He was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. So he's caught up to the third heaven. Think about this, Mark. If God's throne is above the firmament and it's outside of the universe, which it would have to be because the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament, then don't you think Paul would have wrote like two or three more books in the New Testament about going through galaxies and passing planets and, and everything he had to go through to get to God's throne? Plus, he says, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Well, if you are in the body... You obviously would have to be out of the body because you'd be going through planet after planet and star and passing this, dodging. But who knows how many books have been destroyed in the Bible to where they might have explained the Nephilim. They might have explained some of the stuff that we're that we're asking right now. They might even they might even say, "Hey, dude," because I don't hear I don't hear about planets. I don't hear about nothing in the Bible. But you have to well, you understand the planets are named after gods, right? So named after Saturn's a god, Jupiter's a god. They're all gods. Yeah, they're all. What do you do every day when you every day when you're studying the planets? You're paying homage to a god, and God, God, God of the does not like that. Even you mentioning their, their names is an abomination to him. He does not like that. So what are you doing? You're dissing God all day long. Oh, look at Jupiter. Look at Saturn. Look at this. Look at Venus. These are all. These are all. These are all gods, Greek gods that you have to recognize every day. You're, the days of your week are the same thing. The 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 months. Thursday is Thursday. Uh, moon but, day. Yeah. But right. you understand that you're recognizing gods all the time. Half these people that that brother a country maybe worship one of those gods. We don't know that. They, they could be giving their homage to something else. That's the thing. 
you the 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 lie of of anything to make it last this long about flat earth or or globe or anything that's going on then then but but think about it it was already it was already they it was already thought of they already thought this people with brilliant minds already thought the earth was flat and then they come to think that they were wrong well, so wouldn't maybe you would think that maybe the, the guys are studying now, maybe they could be wrong as well. Of course, think about because it. they don't know. You're going to tell me you can, you, if you got to space and you had, you know, a camera, you, any, any really good camera, you take it to space, you're going to be able to take some leading pictures and look at photos. Dude, you don't see nothing, dude. I don't see anything. I see <laughs> pictures right. of Johnny, bro. Yes, right. CGI. Every single it's all computer is generated. Depiction. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, so how do I trust it. you? I've seen the movies, right. dude. I'm desensitized to almost everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I so hear you, bring dude. Bring it, bro. Bring the truth. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> Swap it out there and show him. Like, hey, yeah. here's, here's <laughs> our balls. We screwed up. We've been lying to you this whole time, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just, I just want to be. I just want to go back just to being. Just let me be what I'm supposed to be. God did not put me on this earth to argue flat earth and argue this stuff. He put me on much, much greater purposes than this, but to show other people that, that, that this might be, but you're, you're learning something in school that might be a lie. You're, you're teaching lies. So it's easier for you to accept lies. It's easier for you to, 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 to sin basically, because all you're doing is living a lie. You don't know what's going on, right? but so trying to seek the truth, I this think stuff is good. good. These 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 podcasts are wonderful, Josh. Your 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 commitment to this has been un unmatched, bro. It's unchallenged right now, bro. I cannot. I'm not. I'm not seeing you committed to something more than this. Mm, I making, love it. Yeah, I, I do. Like making your effort to make somebody believe something, not because it's a conspiracy, but because it's biblical. For sure. That's yeah. very hard to do, bro. And you know what you're doing? That a lot of people they'll get it. And then 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 the ones are like, You're crazy. You're crazy. Well, that's the like... right show here or the craziness. We like the craziness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like Josh right. is taking us down a, a very sane and rational road. And it makes yeah, a lot I'm of just... sense. I I'd love to hear what you have next. Yeah, so I'm just reading that. I'm just honestly, guys, I'm reading just out of the out of the Word of God. Okay, so let's let's think about this. Okay, we talked about God being close, right? So when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, there was a voice from heaven which was above, because I believe heaven is up and hell is below us. All right, so look at this. It says Matthew Matthew three sixteen. Okay, it says and Jesus. When he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove enlightening upon him and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So that is God, the father speaking, sending his Holy spirit down onto Jesus. There's another verse in second Peter 117. It says for when he received honor and glory from God, the father and the voice was born to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved son who I am well pleased. So God is close. You know what I mean? He's not trillions of trillions of miles away. He's speaking from heaven. I believe that heaven is up, just like we believe when we were kids. And I believe that hell is in the earth, which I have a bunch of verses on that. So I think that's interesting. Also, there's there's a verse that I wanted to talk to you about. 
in Isaiah. This is the one where I was talking about the, the, he looks down on us like grasshoppers. Think about this, okay? This is the verse that all Glovers would say, this is where the Bible proves that it's a globe. But if you think about it, the way I explain it, you'll see that a circle is not the same as a globe. So it's in Isaiah 40, 21, 22, it says, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. So he says that he is standing, he is above looking down on us in the circle of the earth. Now the flat earth map is just like the UN map. It is a circle. If he's standing on top of this dome, which I believe is the firmament, looking down on us like grasshoppers, he says that he stretches it out like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. So I've never, I was in the military. I used to have to use a tent all the time. I've never put a tent on a ball. I put a tent on a flat surface, right? So I think if everybody knew that God was looking down on us like grasshoppers, it'd be like your boss coming in the room when you're working. You're going to you're gonna be like always trying to be like on the up and up, right? Your boss comes in, you're going to be like typing away or whatever, because God is watching us at all times. So I believe that it would, if people knew that there was a firmament and people knew that God is above the firmament right there, I definitely believe that people would be acting different on this earth for sure. I, I definitely believe that, you know, but it, it's tough. But the thing is, there's no word in Hebrew for sphere, okay? But there is a word in Hebrew for ball. In Isaiah, he knows, he clearly knows the difference between a circle and a ball. Right here in Isaiah 22, 18, he says, he will surely violently toss and turn thee like a ball into a large country, and thou shalt not die. And there the chariots of thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. So Isaiah 22, 18, he talks about a ball. In Isaiah 40, 22, he talks about a circle. So I think that's very interesting, you know? So there's, all right, let's, I did hear a little feedback right there, but there's also, it says the thick clouds veil him so he does not see us as he goes in the vaulted heavens in Job 22, 14. I thought that was interesting. Also, in Revelation, okay, it talks about every eye will see, okay? So when Jesus comes back, every eye will see. So on a flat earth model, and there's a dome, and Jesus comes on the clouds or on the pale white horse, however he comes in, it says here, it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen, I am the Alpha, Omega, the beginning and ending, saith the Lord, which is which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So it's talking about every eye will see. So when Jesus comes back, if he if he came down and only a fourth of the earth would be able to see him if we were on a globe. But I believe that this kind of points more towards the earth being flat and every eye be able to see Jesus. Go ahead, Jason. Did you want to say something right there? I, it looked like, oh, oh no, no, I'm just, because uh, when you're saying all that stuff, it's, it also speaks about the ends of the earth. So if you look, if you think about that globe, this, a, a, a circle's not going to have any ends of it. And you know, I'm saying there's the four corners of the earth, stuff like that, you know, like the foundations of the earth. It's, it's, it's earth, a globe doesn't have a foundation. It's just an axis spinning, you know, and we were, you were talking about earlier about about being being uh, like frozen, right? And and you have a you have a, a what's it called? Like a there you go. Oh, that, oh that's 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 awesome, dude. 
So, so yeah, so that right there, that square stationary earth, that, that looks so if, if if you think about it, if it was a globe, right, and you had Antarctica or, or the Arctic on the bottom or, or Antarctica on the top, right? If you're having all this melting going on and all this stuff going on, wouldn't you have wouldn't wouldn't the access of the earth shift? If you had too much weight on one side of the earth with too much ice, wouldn't you have it shift? Wouldn't it polar shift? When you have one of those every every now and then, when you, is there any recorded in history? Mm. This looks more the new Saturn of the map world than what he's got up there, and, and, and that looks more believable now because on um, when that Arctic on the outside, what's past that? Right. Well, and what stands out to me about this, it's really interesting. So we got for the audio listeners, we have the Alexander Gleason flat Earth map, and then we have the. Orlando Ferguson square and stationary earth and some people in my telegram told me that they had grandparents and relatives who owned very old versions of this square stationary earth you can see the four corners which I know you mentioned earlier there's an angel at each corner and then we also have we also have this like sort of bowl shape where like the middle is sort of indented You know, and then there's like a bowl leading up to the rim, which would be where Antarctica is. And well, obviously, water would be right there where that bowl is. It's just it, the water. What what that's showing basically is is if there was no water there, right? Mm-hmm. So the the water would be covering that, and then the Antarctica would be holding in the water, the ocean. So that that map right there, the I'm talking about the it looks like the Andrew Gleason one, uh, or I don't know. The, yeah, the, the one up there in the right corner where it says Hot Springs, South Dakota. On it. Yeah, so the, that's the, the Ferguson that one. Bowl up. Right. So you'd have foundations of the earth. If you read the Bible, it talks about hell being in the earth. Okay. There's Abraham's bosom and there's also Sheol. We had an episode on that. So you got to think about this. It's very interesting, man. Very interesting that that. And there's also like a Hebrew. There's a Hebrew one that, that, that everybody can look at too, where it talks about where it shows you like the foundations, Sheol being in the earth, the waters outside of that. And then it shows you a firmament. And then also God's throne being above that. That's what the Hebrews believe. That's like, dude, if you go back to most of our ancestors, they're believing in a firmament, even if they weren't believing in the Bible. You're right. going to find so many, mostly the people believe that there was a firmament or a dome or an enclosed system. Well, where do you think they got the dome from? Building a dome for a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> the dome on the rock. Jerry, yeah, yeah. Jerry Jones. Well, even where Jesus was crucified is a dome, right? Golgotha is like the skull. It <laughs> yeah, means skull, right? And your head is a is a dome. So, yeah, man. Wow, this is this is exceedingly interesting, man. I really appreciate you taking us through this. Jerry Jones said he built his dome so that God could watch because God could watch his football team play. So what does he do? He has a little hole at the top. Oh. Why would he say it like that, though? Right. He <laughs> yeah, he goes, I will hold the top of my ceiling because I want Don to watch his team play. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great funny. Oh my gosh. I don't know. He's because Don can watch his team play. Great what? promotion for him to say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> but right. think about it. That's how it is. That's why when you started talking about that, when I was talking to the other day, Josh, about a simulation, like, we are in a uttermost, we are digital. We're not analog, bro. Our spirit is, so I, I put it this way. If you take your, a little, those, like like a yeah, hard drive, right? How much does it weigh? Very, very little. Maybe a gram, two grams. You can put a billion, gazillion gigabytes on there. It's still going to weigh two grams. 
just it, 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 that 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 stuff inside there is now it is now out there and it's eternal now basically so we are eternal so we're like a hard drive that that's been yeah that I, we are like everything is this isn't real if you think about it this is just you're just a pilgrim passing through dude that's all you're doing and you're uh, and you're gonna to your ultimate destination which is going to be either what we think heaven or hell right so what is God doing? God's will is ultimately going to be done, right? So there you go. Doesn't matter what you do. Okay, no problem. All right. Oh, 15 minutes. Okay, no problem, no problem. All right, yeah, well, let's, let me, uh, I'm, I'm about done, Mark. Okay, let's No, 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 no. Let, let, me, let me just say real no, quick. No, 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 no. Okay, so. <laughs> let, me, also, let me just say real quick, because I, I love where we're going. I do. It is getting later and later. I do want to. I want to do a part two if we have to, because oh, no. yeah. I'll be able to get through this. Okay, Let's so hear we got it. Revelation. Okay, so Revelation oh, six verses thirteen through fifteen. Okay, it says, "And the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth out her untimely fig trees, as she is shaken upon the mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll rolled together." So we got Revelation six thirteen talking about the stars falling. Okay. Also, Jesus in Mark 13, 24, it says, But in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. So we got stars falling to the earth. You guys, stars are supposedly suns, and they have planets rotating around that, and there's 200 billion stars out there supposedly in our universe alone. So if stars fall to the earth, it would... It'd be insane, but the way Jesus is talking, and we and we believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. So when he's saying that the stars are going to fall in the end times, that's what's going to happen, you know. So I think it's super interesting, right there. And then also uh, you can read it in G in Revelation six thirteen. He talks about the stars falling from heaven as well. So I talked about the how how close the stars are supposedly, you know, for you know, or how far away they are. We talked about the flood. We talked about that, which is good. Opening up the the the. The heavens. Also, we have Daniel 4:10. It talks about the highest tree. It is a vision, but he's talking about going to the highest tree and, and being able to see, like Jason said, the ends of the earth. Okay. So the devil knows that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, guys, that you're going to be able to move mountains. So he's going to try to take your faith away as much as possible. The way to do that is by taking Genesis, which is the beginning of the Bible. And God says, my beginning will be the end and my end will be the beginning. And he takes it and puts it in a blender. So what I believe this flat earth or that Genesis and all this, the whole Bible is, is a faith builder. So hearing the word of God is how you, is how you build faith, right? So what happens is the, it's not so much to worship the creation, it's to worship the creator. So what happens with the flat earth community, I see it so much. So much people are focused on the fact that it's flat and the and on earth and earth. They're so focused on that, they forget about who created it. So what I want you guys to do is, hey, it is a lie, and, and I like to expose it on here, but I would love, you can spend hours and hours and countless hours on YouTube studying the flat earth, but what I would I would suggest for you to do is to study the Bible and get to know the creator, the one that created this stuff. The lie is interesting to get into, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap this thing up by connecting everything we just talked about to the mark of the beast, to 666, okay? So here's how I'm going to do this. In 2 Thessalonians 2.11, it talks about, for this, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion and they should believe a lie. So I don't know. 
He's talking about the Antichrist and the end times at this time. That's what Paul's talking about in that verse. But listen to this real quick, all right? Okay, so I already talked to you guys about this. So we're rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. So there's 666 there, okay? Also, we're at a 23.4 degree axis. If you subtract 90 degrees from that, we're at a 66.6 degrees, okay? Gravity, it was discovered in 1666. Also, the curvature of the earth, it is every one mile is eight inches squared. So if you take eight, you divide it by 12, you're going to get 0.66 of a foot. Every, every 10 miles is 6.66. If you go 100 miles, it's 666.6. So it all connects to the beast number of 666, man. It's so, the heliocentric model does. It's so interesting. That is the end of my presentation. I say Rob Skiba came up with that ending research right there. That's not from Josh Monday. I'm not sitting here like the, the beautiful mind writing all these numbers on a wall. Now, Rob Skiba came up with that and he passed away. So rest in peace to him. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you listening to the word of God and giving us time to do this presentation. We love you. Dude, dude, thank you. Yeah. Great way to sum it up. And yeah, that's like what I pointed out at the beginning when we started. Like, whoa, sounds like there's a lot of sixes. I don't remember if Jay made it in at that point yet. But yeah, there definitely seems to be a hidden code that the elite are impressing upon us. And and yeah, I recently spoke with a guy named Michael Hoffman who wrote a book called The Occult Renaissance Church of Rome, all about the Vatican and how they mm. have all these secret occult ideas. And, you know, obviously we all know about their affinity with this kind of symbolism and they have, you know. The Lucifer telescope. Yeah, the telescopes, right. Like, okay, so we we have we have exposed a lot of stuff on our show about, about that, you know, the mm. Vatican. And, and you know what? We just, I believe it's about relationship, not about religion. You should just love God. You should read the Bible. If you go to church, you, I, I go to church personally, you know, you know, I, I like it. Because well, that's where the most mistake comes in when you're, when you're really seeking to find a way to get a relationship with God is that you think you have to be religious. You think you have to follow all these rules. You think you have to go, Hey, I need to go to the road. I need to go to the mass. I need to go to this. I need to, I need to pray in my closet to my rosary. I need to. But I need right. to do more good deeds. It's that's not what it's about, man. It's about making it's a connection. Well, and yeah, I appreciate you saying that because that was part of you know my hesitancy. It's like, well, I don't need a middleman between me and God. I can connect to the Word of God right here at home, right? So, and I'm wondering, and you know, from the started a long time ago, people used to think going to big churches now is like you need to be at church. No, but if you read Acts. It was all at the home. You started at homes. They went from home to home. Right. Making sure that the father and the mother and the children and everybody understood that this is how you teach your kids how to how to worship worship the living God and worship worship how he wants you to worship. Not how you want to worship when you start making your offerings that you well, what you do you what do you say to people who might, you know, be from the more skeptical position who say like Oh, well, you know, God, you know, used man to write this book, you know, because God doesn't have hands to write the book. So he had these people back then write this book. But nowadays, you know, God had Nikola Tesla or Albert Einstein or other smart people who, you know, updated us. Like, 
Do you guys think that there's any sense there? Do you think that was, you know, particular to that time period where God was able to show us a word through the Bible and through the life of Jesus Christ? Like, was that repeated since or was that just in that time period? And and why is it changed if 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 that was just limited to? I think that the Bible is clear. Like the Old Testament is is talking about the Messiah coming, right? It's talking about Jesus. It's really building up to Jesus. There's like a war in heaven between God and the devil. Even I mean, it started like right away. And he talks about the seed is going to bruise the devil's heel. It's God versus the devil and everything throughout the Bible. And it's building up to the Son of God coming, Jesus coming. Okay, so. That whole, if you read the Old Testament, the New Testament, and there's also prophecy, you can know God by his prophecy. All this stuff is coming true. Now, as far as Albert Einstein and, and, and some of the people that you might mention that are scientists, look at, look at what, who they, what we need to do is take the people that we mentioned and we know historically, why are they famous? Look at what secret society they belong to. You're going to find Rosicrucian. You're going to find Freemason. You're going to find Jesuit in most of these people. In 1540, the Jesuits came together. In 1543, they adopted the heliocentric model, right? So then you're like, okay, oh, Copernicus, all these people, if you see, you find out what secret society they're involved with. Who is at the top of these secret societies, Mark? Who is at the top? Who, who does Albert Pike say is at the top of the Freemasons? Who is the light bearer? It's Lucifer. So if he's at the top of all these secret societies and he's running, I believe he's running our governments. He's And I believe fallen angels are behind each government. And I believe that they're behind each God. They're like Zeus, all these different gods. And what does it say? It says that the devil wants to be like the most high. So what happens is he is running this world right now. God is ultimately in control, but we want to, we, we gave him uh, you know, he has the key right now, okay? And then Jesus is the only one that's able to take the, the grant deed back in Revelation. It's a beautiful, everything is connected together. And 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 right now, the reason why we are so deceived saying that man did this and Romans took the Bible, they made this, they did this. Uh, we're so deceived because the devil is so intertwined in our everyday life and everything that's going on. So I personally believe that absolute truth comes from the God of the Bible and from God. You can believe whatever you want, but when we go through conspiracies, you're going to be so mixed up and not be able to know up from down, left from right, because you, you don't have a foundation. When you use the Bible and you get this foundation of absolute truth, and then you go into the conspiracy world, the devil, you're a dangerous person because now you know what God wants and you know uh, the trick. It's like if you go to David Copperfield and you already know the trick, you're not going to be surprised. Right. So once you study the Bible and you know the conspiracies, having those two combinations, the devil cannot trick you. Yeah. People might say that God's not real, but they say, well, the demons are real. The devils are real. Hello. The opposite of the devil is God of the Bible. <laughs> so what we need to understand is it's a, it's a war in heaven between God and the devil, right? right. And that's what's happening in everything we do. So I watch how you call it with that. I watch how you call Gosh, yeah, no. is God is not the devil. Oh, okay? you know what I mean. God, God devil is the opposite yeah. of God, bro. The devil was a creation. He knows he's a creation. That's why he says, "I want to be like the Most High." Right. Because knows he can't be the most high. Well, we don't want to give the, the devil too much credit at all. That's for sure. No, no, no. Well, you got to you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have mad. You gotta, you gotta just because he's the devil doesn't mean you you gotta hate him. You gotta give him respect for what he's doing. Like, hey man, you gotta respect that he's there. You gotta know that he's real. 
and know that well, and not, that that begs you know, the question for me you don't give him a lot of credit but you gotta know that he's he is real well that, and that's why i wonder like is there a scenario let's say in the future where maybe the devil is no longer evil because it kind of sounds like he's trapping our souls in this planet like just like we can evolve and, and be forgiven like is there a route for this being however it, mm. it is you know or is he forever cast in the darkness like what well, what's the scoop he's going to be locked away for a thousand years right it says that jesus is going to be locked away for a thousand years there are actually fallen angels right now that that sinned in genesis 6 that are in the bottomless pit in the earth so the same thing is going to happen to the devil. Now, everything is explained in Revelation as you read it and also in the book of Daniel and all the prophecies that God has. So it doesn't talk about the devil repenting for his sins. He and God, like they are there. I'm telling you, it's a battle. And he is yeah. trying to do whatever he could to stop the Messiah from coming. That's why Genesis 6 even happened was so that he could try to mess up the DNA and that he could try to make sure the line of David is messed up. But guess what? It's all about Jesus coming right? And, and coming to this world, the Messiah, it's building up. If you read the Bible from, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's all about him coming, dying on the cross, being the perfect lamb, dying and living a perfect life and him dying on the cross for our sins and then raising up. But a lot of people get but caught up with this revelations end of the world. That's not your, that's not where you should be at. You should be worried about your inheritance. People say you can't bring it. You can't bring it with you. When you die, you can't bring it with you. Yes, you can. You just gotta send it before you get there. So you're 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 well, your thing is everybody's caught up in this end of the world. We will be watching for Jesus. Yes, that's important to be preparing for his return. But it doesn't it doesn't say to worry about that. It says to worry, worry about your inheritance, bro. Whatever you're doing. You don't want to go to hell and have an empty handed, bro. You can be saved, it don't matter, but you can still be. You can, but it's, it, it'll tell you all through the New Testament. And that's what trips me out because there's no way that God did not have his hand in on this or the Holy Spirit written because none of this stuff, no one would agree on this stuff through thousands of years. 66 books penned by different men would not come out with the same exact outcome at the end. They all agree. There's right. all this prophecy in there. People think like, Oh, we got to think about this and that, but think about the prophecies. They're all lined up in the Bible and they're all throughout history. Lined up with history, lined up with, with the Greek way of doing it. You want wisdom, you seek that stuff, you start taking your, your, your being, being a smart Gentile by going through and seeking wisdom. We already know what's going on, but I want to spread my, I want to spread my, my, my salvation to other people. And I want to, I want people to understand their inheritance is there. Stop wasting your inheritance. Stop going out sinning and then going the next day going, oh, God forgives me. Jesus forgives me. He's still going to love me. He won't send me to hell. Yes, he will. He don't want to. He don't want to have nobody perish. But that's where you get the, the, where you get this kind of flat earth and all this stuff. You start believing the, the, the lie. It's okay to lie. It's okay to spread a lie. It's okay to, then you're, you're compromising yourself spiritually. And at the end of it all, what if God said, you know what, that lie you guys believed, you know, really hurt your guys itself spiritually. It could have been. And now you don't make it to heaven because well, you're not, you're still, you're sinning constantly. You're lying right. all the time. Yeah. Right, right. So you're constantly lying. Lying. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter. You're lying. A white lie, a little lie, big lie. You're still lying. Yeah. yeah. We're getting still to the part. 
Mark, what is it? It's a, it's probably like what time is yeah, it? Yeah, well, like and two? yeah, we don't so, need to we don't need to do so. like a hard close, but I do want to get your final thoughts because yeah, we're doing like a coast to coast right now. I'm over here yeah. in Connecticut. You boys are out there in California, so it's getting late over yeah. here, and I'm glad you guys. Hey, bro, I'm glad you guys are able to join me. Stuff. You know, I mean, listeners, stay tuned because this is gonna be one of many conversations Jay, Josh, and I have because. I mean, you guys have kind of sparked a curiosity that I had before I even started this podcast, because the first person that I ever did a Patreon show with was my friend Reva, who works on a family farm and her whole family believes every, you know, word of the Bible to the Bible. Like they're very good people. I love them to death. They're very nice to me, but very, you know to the word of the Bible and even to the point of being flat earthers. And that was interesting to me as a, you know, person in this world, because the only flat earthers I'd ever met were through zoom, you know, I never met anybody in person, let alone whole family, let alone small business owners who ran a really cool farm, you know? So, yeah. so there are a lot of really interesting people out there who I've began to, you know, know in this belief, you know, and, Again, like me, you know, one of the questions that I think you guys answered that I wanted to ask, but I think you did a good job of answering is like, why does this matter? And I think why it matters is because they're trying to separate us from God. I mean, you made that very clear throughout this conversation. And, and I agree that we should all strive to become closer to God, you know, whatever that means to you specifically through the Bible seems like a great way to do it. So yeah, it's a pleasure to have you both here to, to talk about that. Josh, final thoughts on... Final on thoughts. What you're going to notice, guys, when, when you send your kids through college and through school, if if they came in as a Christian, it's going to 80% of them are going to leave as an atheist because what happens is science is going to just beat on them, beat on them, and try to separate their mind from God through evolution, and, and they're going to try to do that. And that's what they do with the heliocentric model. If you are a Christian, read Genesis and, it, and day one, day two, day three, day four, that already goes against what science is telling you. So if you're going to believe the Big Bang and evolution and everything and try to be a Christian at the same time, you need to sit back, read the word of God, ask God for discernment. Everything we went over here is just out of the word of God. It's not me just trying to give you my opinion. I'm not just, you know, I have respect. Today I did a flat earth podcast, like a, like a round table, or I call it a flat table with Dave Weiss, Dave Murphy, and also Mark Sargent. It'll be coming out tomorrow morning. But listen, guys. These gentlemen are not Christians, but they do respect the fact that the Bible goes through and explains exactly what they are teaching, even though they're not Christians. You know what I mean? So it just it gets interesting, guys. But everybody that's listening, I love you. Make sure that you subscribe to Mark's, you know, make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you also give them a five-star review on Apple because we're, we're here doing it for free. We're just sitting here talking, having a beautiful time with Mark. But you know what I mean? Just... It's hard to do this every single week, dude, and just have a guest, and he's doing it shows every two days or something. So oh, at least give him a five-star review. And if you could subscribe to my YouTube, it's Josh Monday Music and Podcast, and then my Instagram is Josh Monday underscore podcast. If you need prayer, if you have questions about anything I went over, if you need anything, you just, just hit me up on there and DM me, and I promise I'll get back to you, and I'll answer any questions that you might have.
I love you guys. God bless you. Dude. And Jason, you could any you could give your final. Yeah, I want to hear Jay's final thoughts as well. And I also don't want you to leave out plugging your podcast, which is a part of Alt Media United, Josh Monday's Christian and Conspiracy podcast. And you could find that on Alt Media United, or you could just look in the link to the description of this episode, whether it's on YouTube or in a podcast app. It'll all be linked up, and you gotta follow Josh. And I, dude, I gotta say, you were here on episode 16 or 15 if i remember correctly yeah and here you are back in episode 200s now crushing (laughs) it so thank you so much dude it's cool to see you grow as a podcaster it's cool to see you bring jay along for the ride too because i think you guys are hilarious together it's it's obvious (laughs) that you're both brothers and i love talking to you both so jay let me hear what your final thoughts are thoughts for the audience what what should people do to get closer to god if you're if you're on the fence you just and and you really you really want to think about it it's just first thing there if if you want to go scientifically you can go scientifically your common little wrist has more components and has more technology in it. Your your cells have more technology than than this microphone and this computer, and all of that stuff has a creator. All of it did. All of it. Somebody did. God didn't make this. Some guy put it together, and made it. But God made you. He's your creator. Now they're saying He molded you into something before you were even bored if you can believe that and you could you could take that and you can start with that and then you can you read the bible and, and you understand that you don't have to be religious you don't have to be the most religious guy in the world you don't even have to go to church every day start in the home start in yourself start with it starts in you it starts one little spark inside you i promise you you will not regret it even if you just want to do it as a study and you just don't even think you believe and you sort of this you know what i want to try to prove the bible wrong you will come out of belief from the end of it. I guarantee it, because it's just too strong of a book. It's just too much knowledge in one in, in one thing. If you think about it, if you lived by the Ten Commandments to a T, you'd be perfect. Well said. Boom. And you can't do that, and that's why they're there to show you that you can never attain that, and that's why you need a redeemer. If you read the book of Ruth, if you want to go through a really good love story and you want to understand that where, where, what does a kinsman redeemer even mean? You go through that, you read Ruth and you start to read it and you, and you, and you really read it into it. It'll, it'll show you that what a kinsman redeemer is all about and how the kinsman redeemer is Jesus Christ and how we see how he's, if G, if God loved his only son and he did let him die for us, how much do you think he loves you? Yeah, you ought to send me a link to that book. I hadn't heard of it before. I'd love to, unless that's it's part in the Bible. Of, okay, it's okay. in the Bible. Book of Ruth is what? <laughs> All right, that's that's a that's oh, like a deep cut. I hadn't heard yeah, anyone yeah. quote that one before. The Jewish people they read that they read that book. It's it's a it's a prelude. It's kind of like a a hidden part where this shows you where the church is 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 kind of where it's going to start. It starts there. Okay, and when you read that, Jewish people read that at the at the, at the, at the feast of Pentecost. And it's 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 about a Gentile bride, about a Gentile woman fighting a Jewish man, a Moabite who wasn't was forbidden to marry into the Jewish even even to be you couldn't even be around these people. They're not going to happen. But he they found a way to give it a Leverite marriage, which the claims of Christ even hold on. If you read this stuff, you start to speak out. You're like, wow, man, because if 
Ruth doesn't meet Boaz, David, and his and, and the way they go isn't there. Right. Dude, so, we gotta we gotta get born in Bethlehem. We gotta get this into these guys don't meet. We gotta get this into a part two. I think there's so much more to talk about. Josh, Jay, thank you so much, love, dude. Man, love it. Yeah, and I've, thought, you, I've been watching you, Mark. You're a wonderful human being. Oh, thank Stand you. Stand out, dude. I like how you say to live in the now. That is awesome. <laughs> live in the now, dude. Be in the now. Always be in the now. I know that. I know you always say that. I know. I let you say that a lot of your Instagrams. <laughs> here I am in the now, dude. That's how it is. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and that's how I end every episode. And this is your first time. It's Josh's second time. I don't know if I was saying this back when Josh was on the show for the first time, but I always end the show by saying, enjoy yourself wherever you are in the now. Or now, lately, I've been saying, immerse yourself in the now, you know, whether that's God's kingdom or wherever you find yourself maybe you'll find yourself in god's kingdom one day but until then join us here next time folks all right and that is our episode with josh and jason monday josh joined me way back when long ago in the first 20 episodes of this podcast so it was cool to reconnect with him and discuss a topic that I know he is really passionate about. And every interaction I've had with Josh has been stellar. He's a stand-up guy uh, by the book, and that's really admirable. He's a, <clears throat> a role model father and a figure in his community with his faith. You know, whether it's through rap or through podcasting, he's not only standing up for what he believes in, but he's doing it in a positive and constructive way. And although I'm not totally Christian myself, nor do I totally subscribe to the flat earth, I can really appreciate a guy like Josh Monday. And his brother Jason is pretty fucking cool too. Always makes me laugh every time I've interacted with him. Uh, but yeah, like I said, not exactly a subscriber to the Flat Earth Theory. That's why this is one of the few episodes where we've discussed this conspiracy theory. But I will say I was compelled by the image of the square Earth model. That is something that I could get behind a little bit more. Um, something like that as opposed to just a plain map overhead view like we get from the UN and it's a little more compelling but you'll have to check out the video version of the episode to see that you can go over to rockfin.com or you can support us on patreon we have all of our video content on rockfin and slowly catching up with patreon it'll be there and don't forget, if you're a Patreon supporter, you get access to a custom RSS feed. It has all of the latest shows from the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, plus all of the bonus content from the early days of the show. And you get every new episode early. You get it first. You can listen to it, let's say, well, you're listening to this on Monday. Well, you could have listened to it 24 hours earlier. Sometimes I send them out up to 72 hours sooner. Uh, so yeah, anywhere between three to a day earlier, I try to get it 
today earlier and not just the night before. But, you know, stick with me, folks. I'm trying over here. We got a lot of interviews recorded, so there's a bunch of really great episodes in store. Uh, Someone commented on YouTube that there weren't enough ladies on the show, so we got a couple really awesome women joining us here on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast as we turn into fall. And, of course, someone who you might be familiar with will be joining us on the show. We've talked about him before when we had Nathan Isaac on the Penny Royal podcast host. This guy was uh, one of the featured researchers in that podcast, so stay tuned for that episode. And, yeah. Sign up on Patreon, show us some love. Go to the Kofi store, pick up a copy of The Scene. We've got a travel guide for wherever you find yourself, no matter where you are in the now. And like I said, that custom RSS feed is one of the perks for being a Patreon supporter, but you also get access to a private Telegram group just for supporters. So come on in there, we got a bunch of great folks who have gotten really well acquainted acquainted with one another um yeah shout out to all the cool folks in our telegram patreon community and the free one as well anybody can join that one just go into the show notes the episode description and you'll see all of that all of the links you could go to the myfamilythinksomecrazy.com website of course you just go there and you'll find all the links that way as well and i also have another show that i do your handbook for the apocalypse michael juan and i we just recorded an episode last night it's already out on the susquehanna alchemy feed and then of course we have the esoteric america podcast esoteric america podcast where we don't have guests on we have guides who guide us through the strangeness that is wherever they live or wherever they find themselves so if you live somewhere strange or have traveled somewhere strange and want to talk about it on our show hit us up esoteric america podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me in a more intimate way you can use the link tree uh go to link tr.ee slash mystic mark podcast that's mystic mark podcast and you can sign up to be a part of the synchro wisdom dialogue whether you want advice whether you have a story that you'd like to share or maybe some research that you'd like to share with the audience and myself please hit me up go to the link tree sign up for 30 60 or 90 minutes and get on the show uh, if you're somebody who is an author or regularly gets on podcasts, this is probably not the way to do it. But if you're somebody who wants to get in touch with me specifically, wants to learn more about how to podcast, or even wants to dip their toes in the water and be on a podcast for the first time, this is a good way to do it. Not only will I be constructive and positive and supportive, I'll give you some tips on, you know, whatever it is. I'm a pretty, 
I, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back at all. So I won't say what I was going to say, but I do like giving advice. I don't know if it's going to be good advice or not, but it does feel good to help people out in that way and think through problems that don't directly affect me. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or sounds appealing, but that's the Synchro Wisdom Dialogue. And you can find that show on the Patreon in that bonus RSS feed I was talking about earlier. We also got some merch. Thinking about changing over to a different merch store after seeing my buddy Juan's merch store for his podcast, the One on One podcast. It looked really cool. I don't know. I might switch over there. So please, folks, get a shirt from our Teespring store while they're still available because when I close the Teespring store I will be closing out all of those designs I don't think any of those designs are gonna make their way over to the new store we're gonna get professionally made merch with art from professional artists and that'll be the new merch so if you like the DIY handmade kind of stuff that I do uh, <laughs> on my computer go to Teespring go to our Teespring store and get one of those shirts if any of them look like something you'd wear I have a few of them I think they're pretty cool but I also get a discount because it's my store so anyways enough about that here we are in the ever expanding now trying to go off the top of my head here and not just run through notes of what to say in the outro because each episode's different each episode's unique and i think i need to start getting in the habit of recording the outro directly after the episode's over but that's a little difficult sometimes you know after you talk for two hours you just want to take a break and chill out and, and then get to recording another time. So typically the extended outro and the intro segment is recorded like the week of the episode release. But the conversation may have been recorded, you know, weeks ago. And I don't know. Moving forward, I might do more prescient shows, more timely shows where we have a guest on whose topic is... You know, something like, oh, the queen died and what are we going to, you know, these kind of topics where if you don't hit the iron while it's hot, it's not worth the shot, right? So we are going to keep that in mind. But yeah, just, you know, a little look behind the curtain here. That's how we do things. We record the interviews whenever and then I schedule them accordingly, usually just in order of when I interviewed that person and right now there's like a six episode backlog so if you sign up on the patreon right now there's a good chance that you'll get to listen to a couple more new episodes like this one i think i'm gonna get in the groove and record a few more intro outros tonight or tomorrow night so yeah those will all be on the patreon uh, great episodes coming out like i said uh guests from the penny royal podcast which really, it, that's just a little hint. I mean, it's, he was just, a, he played a part in that show. You know, he's got his own podcast and has written books and you've seen him on other podcasts. 
Uh, his name is Recluse. We'll just give you that. He's got a real name, but he goes by Recluse. So Recluse is going to be on the show this week. I'm excited to release that episode. And, uh, oh, one more thing to plug. The bookshop. If you like the topics on this show, there's a good chance you'll like the books on my bookshelf because that's what inspires my interests and that's where my interests are gathered in physical form so what i've done is i've accumulated all of the books most of the books not all of them yet but most of the books that are on my bookshelf into a bookshop.org page that you can go to and find a book and buy it for yourself and that will help me i get a little percentage of whatever book you pick up so long as you select it using the link in my store and helps the show helps you maybe you find a book you suggest it and then i add it to the bookshop but the plan is to get all you know however many hundred books that are physically in my house uh, onto the website there all the ones that are available at least not all of them are available on bookshop.org but we'll get most of them and uh yeah so that's a cool way to support the show obviously you can always send a one-time donation via cash app paypal or venmo and those links are in the show notes in the episode description so go check that out if you feel so generous it will be totally totally appreciated and you will get a shout out on the show because we are trying to remain listener supported and listener funded you may have heard a sponsorship ad read read by yours truly that's as far as i'll go one per episode no more than one per episode at this point in time and also you know not every episode is going to have an ad so we are going to do ads because i need the support financially and you know one company can support (laughs) you know the same amount that like 100 people do on patreon each month so sign up on patreon or ko-fi or rockfin or wherever else you can support the show and help me break free from the advertisers not that we need to some of these advertisers are actually pretty cool so stay tuned for that because i am going to try to curate which ads make their way onto the show right now shout out to smile brilliant my teeth are jacked up so i thought that was quite a synchronicity you can't tell the front ones look fine but the back ones oh my gosh terrible luckily i reversed my unhealthy habits from my younger years and uh don't have as many dental problems as i used to but yeah this is uh (laughs) it's sort of ironic that this would be my first real official sponsor technically uh we've been sponsored by a flat earth granola company and this episode was about flat earth so that's a little bit synchronistic and ironic as well but anyways enough about that support the show and you know if you're just listening to the show i appreciate you whether or not you have a dollar to share or not um but you can leave a five-star 
rating and review for free, no cost to you. Even if you don't listen to the show on Apple, maybe you have an iPhone, you can just go on Apple and and just leave a five-star rating and review. Maybe you use your sister's phone or your girlfriend's phone or your friend's phone or whatever. Leave a five-star rating and review because that helps the show grow, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, or whatever app you listen to. Give us a good positive review and receive some karma in return. Good karma. Because the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast is about growth. We're tapping in to the evolutionary stream, okay? And we're all going to ascend together, all right? So look forward to more words of wisdom and encouragement from me in these intros and outros and also on the Patreon. I got a few special projects that I still haven't plugged. You're like, geez, Mark, you're plugging a hundred different things and you have other stuff to plug. Yeah, we're working over here, dude. Or dudette. We're full-time podcasting over here. So I'm not going to quit. I got that East Coast work ethic, okay? I'm up like a night owl turning and burning podcasts, okay? firing away on my roadcaster mixer firing away on my debit card buying a pod mic do you hear the difference does it sound clear can you still hear the crickets in the background no you can i fixed it thanks to your help i love all of you thank you for tuning into the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast and have a great moment immersing yourself in the now We've had a good couple of weeks of shows, you know? Mark is doing a great job, even though he drives me fucking nuts sometimes. He's great. No, he's done a great job. He's done a great job. Good job, Mark. You can call uh, me Mark Palmer, Mark Palmer's cool. Mark Palmer's... It's a beautiful day to be alive. Motherfuckers, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to be alive. That's all I got to say. Filled by hate with the face sour When it comes to the hour of reckoning Recollect, reconnect with days happening Yeah, are you frowning or laughing? Are you making the brain or barely passing? Caught in the asinine like the afterlife Obsessed with darkness after you master light Cause it's faster than a blink When it's a bastard latched to the clank Clang, the money don't mean a damn thing Think, happiness ain't coming from the bank Dang I'm out here daydreaming. The spirit's the egg, the self is the semen. Uh, and that's cause life is the child. And it takes a village to give it the illest style. So, if your family think you crazy, mm, and you ain't got a village, know you always got a place here. I'm calm, kick it, we chillin'. Exactly, dude, you get it, bro. You're so smart, everybody, you're so smart. Feel like I'm waking up for the first time. Crusty's on my third eye, but I'm back to the grind. Pop the blinds open, let the sun shine. Feel it on my skin like it's been sometimes. Sometimes depression got me flaking like Sisyphus. Others got me messing with mania like Icarus. And meditation helps with the sickness. Some say it's human condition, but it just isn't. There's more power in spring flowers. The circular thoughts that leave the mind devoured. 
blurred lines between reality and fiction And some politicians get dirtier than dishes But for a minute just forget about the government I'm looking at you and I and where the love went Cause we don't need a fucking village full of cynics Need a family to foster a life worth living if it isn't And your family think you crazy, yeah And you ain't got a village I know you always got a place here Come kick it, we chillin', yeah. I'm a conspiracy boy. Parmer's cool. How are you, brother? I'm great, man. How are you?